Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week we cover business topics to help you grow your full-time business or your side hustle. We'll also bring you interviews from a variety of people winning in their space to share valuable business insights and life lessons. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host John Malecki runs a full-time furniture company and his content site, JohnMalecki.com. We've been growing our successful businesses online, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 85. Now, to drive your Instagram, you've got to post daily, and two times a day is even better. Make sure you're engaging with all the comments as they come in. You need to answer your DMs, and don't forget about the stories. I mean, IGTV is really taking off, so you better be doing that too. Seriously, (laughs) who has time for all this stuff? I'm a full-time content creator, and I can barely keep up. And when I was working a day job, it just became suffocating at times trying to keep up with all these things on social media. So today, we're going to be talking about the grind of social media. John and I have both gone through the struggles of the burnout and being overwhelmed. And we're going to just talk about some of the things that we've done to help avoid it and what we still struggle with today, trying to avoid social media burnout. But before we get into it, we want to thank our sponsor for this week's episode, which is Woodcraft. Woodcraft is one of the nation's oldest and largest suppliers of quality woodworking tools and supplies. And with stores in more than 70 cities across the U.S. and an amazing website, Woodcraft is our go-to for woodworking tools and supplies. We'll be working together with Woodcraft this year, as you guys know, and we're bringing all of you an awesome discount uh, with free shipping in the Continental 48. And if you are looking to get that code, it's going to be MFP in all caps at checkout. Once again, free shipping for all of our listeners with MFP at checkout. Thank you, Woodcraft, for supporting the show. Absolutely. We also wanted to thank some of our new members that joined the MFP patron tribe this week. We had Christy Steinman and Nathan Stein. Stein and Steinman. That's a good good little duo there. Uh, if you want to support the show and get some awesome rewards, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit and you can get access to the after show and some other cool things. Love it. Cool, man. Dude, what is going on? I feel like uh, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, dude. I mean, so what a lot of people don't realize behind the scenes is that we we batch out a lot of our interviews because of scheduling conflicts and stuff. So, yeah, dude, I feel like we haven't we haven't spoken in a minute. Um, I'm just I'm over here trying to <laughs> get three weeks of work done in two weeks because we're leading up to WorkbenchCon. This will actually drop and we're leaving the next day. Um, for, for the event. So I'm trying to get that done. I'm also going to be, uh, the weekend before, uh, in, in DC for, uh, Valentine's day weekend. So I just got a lot going on. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, Sam and I are actually going to begin the build out for the metal shop. It's essentially just been, um, clutter and storage for a lot of the stuff laying around the shop right now. Um, so we're getting that rocking and rolling and I'm really excited to get back into welding. It's been a minute. Um, you know, our, our interview yeah, a couple weeks ago with Craig had me super fired up. So I was like, oh, drop everything, get back to welding. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what I got going on right now. And I know you've got, I know you've got this, <laughs> I, I got to laugh because you've gone all in on the storage, right? But oh, you took dude. your last video had me cracking up. I mean, literally the basic of all basics, the most basic. Oh yeah. Yeah. I put out the, uh, three DIY kitchen organization projects and, uh, you know, we all, we all as, a, as a YouTube content, content creator and woodworker, if you use anything that plugs into a wall, 
at some point you will get a comment about it. Well, I'd be great if I could make that too, if I had a $10,000 shop or a $50,000 or whatever number that they decide to go with. Uh, the, the most funny one that I had was uh, a guy said, I, that'd be great if I had a $1,000 shop. And I was like, bro, like I, my table saw is not even, you know, I can't even buy my table saw for a thousand bucks. So <laughs> go yeah. up there. But, but most people <laughs> have no idea. So I was like, yeah, let's go back to basics. Grabbed a $14 miter box and handsaw and, uh, you know, a couple other items and just went to town. So that that one was fun. Uh, actually got a lot of great feedback. Um, I think that'll be the last time I used that miter box because that was a pain in my butt. Uh, but, you know, it was OK. It was OK to, to do it and show because I did get a ton of great feedback about, oh, this is awesome. I want to get into DIY, but I don't have tools. But, yeah, doing the storage and finishing up uh, one of those actually should have just released as this comes out. Like you said, before trying to get that finished up before we head out to WorkbenchCon yeah. and um, a little uh, sitting workbench with a little storage hutch over it and some pegboard and all that good stuff. And after I get done with that, I have actually one little other piece that'll be a kind of a modular add on. And then it's going to be time for the full shop reorg. So I'm, I'm getting stoked about that. I've been like in super organization mode. Even that little DIY project was about organizing the kitchen. So um, I've been really hammering on organization January and February, which is so hot. Organization is so hot right now. Uh, beginning of the year, everybody loves to get organized. So, oh, dude, yeah, I man. just I just went to town on the front end of my shop last night. Like, I didn't know where I just built this twelve foot tall lumber rack with some conduit I had laying around. Like, love getting organized this time of year. Just it's, it's it just makes best. you feel good, which is it sets you up, which is it sets you up good. Kind of like a good segue into our topic here is is that coming in in the beginning of the year, you know, the end of the year can be quite hectic. I know for both of us, it's the craziest time of the year. And, yeah. and, you know, I remember being on the phone and like both of us are, are using our wireless, you know, Bluetooth headsets in the shop, you know, posting content, talking about contract negotiations and getting MFP scheduled in our interviews. Meanwhile, in the middle of something and like it was just pure chaos. And uh, I know you took a little bit of time off and with the family and stuff, um, you know, you did some traveling uh, over the holidays, but some of us were just grinding it through. I mean, I worked Christmas morning, I worked Christmas Eve, I worked New Year's, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, like all of that. And um, so, you know, th that's a, this is a perfect time of year to not only get organized, but get back to feeling good about your content strategy, to feeling good about your business, because burnout can become like a real thing for a lot of people. Now, some of us deal with it differently, but I know you and I have talked specifically and it's kind of why this topic came up yeah. on like, you know, what's going on right now. Um, so, you know, well, why, I've why seen don't a you... lot. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think what, what we're, we're seeing and you've seen them too, I know is, is like those posts and I've seen an increasing number of posts from folks we follow, uh, even, you know, from our, from our patrons, just people in the woodworking community on Instagram that are like, I'm taking a break. Like, I'll be back. Like, I need to go focus on what's important. And for a lot of these folks, they're, they're part timers, right? They're side hustlers. And um, I think that's that's the the area that where you're most vulnerable, right? When mm -hmm. you're in. I know you, you you've not necessarily lived that life, but kind of because, uh, you know, you were uh, a full time furniture maker and then content on the side. Now it's a little bit different. But man, when when I was back in the day and I was working the day job and I was trying to post two times a day. And I was, I posted two times a day. So I posted daily for like, I don't know, maybe like two or three years and then twice a day for about a year. And posting twice a day with a day job is rough. 
I mean, it's like rough, man. Dude, it's rough with no date. It's that's what I'm working for yourself. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like in the intro, exactly. I'm like, I'm a full-time content. Like I still, like right now, I'm not posting two times a day. Uh, and and this is, you know, reason, part of that reason. But starting to see these posts, like it does not surprise me at all. Uh, I think there's been, you know, it's kind of like the ebb and flow in, in a lot of folks. And, and you know, like that's why we definitely wanted to talk about this on the show because, you know, I could see us as being a a perpetrator of like, hey, like, you know, we always talk about the grind. We talk about what you need to grow. Uh, so I think it's really important that we take a step to take time to take a step back and say, like, all right, let's keep things in perspective, because if you don't uh, if you just keep your nose to the grindstone and you are just pounding, 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 uh, one day you're going to wake up and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I am so done. And, you know, that can be something that just hits you in the face one day or something that just slowly, uh, you know, weighs on your emotion. And then that spills over to your personal life and all those things. Right. I mean, that's just, it's a tough thing. And I, I think that uh, we're just starting to see a lot of posts and comments and, and things about it. So we thought it was a good time. And we know that, like, uh, I mean, you've seen this like in YouTube, right, John? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this is huge. Like for the daily vlog, that was like maybe a year ago where like a ton of people were just like, I'm out. I'm out. Like, I'm, like they're just like, I'm burned out. And um, it's kind of like a similar thing, even with those full-time content creators over there. Yeah. And, and YouTube is like a whole, a whole other monster. So yeah, I was actually, you know, what's, what's really cool is YouTube does provide a lot of, um, informational content. And so if you are a YouTube creator and you go on your dashboard and YouTube beta right now, I don't know if you noticed this, Brad, but there is a literal post in the news column from Ellie Mills, who is a, a blogger, um, with, you know, millions, some subscribers and stuff. She's got a, a really uh, cool channel and she's legitimately talking about burnout and she's got a massive following because it's a real thing. Um, so, you know, a, a couple of the, um, uh, a couple of the questions we've had coming in are more pertaining to strategy. And I think we'll get to that, um, a little bit here in, in, in the later part of the episode. But what we want to like kind of touch on earlier is, is, sort of recognizing burnout, right? And like yeah. realizing that you're going, you know, you're putting yourself in a situation to burn out. Um, and this is a, this is, this is always an interesting topic because it's sort of like a self-evaluation, which you and I talk about a lot on the show. Um, and it sort of is a reflective concept more than a hit a wall and just all of a sudden crash um, thought and, and mindset. So you know, with that, we we wanted to uh, bring shine some light on recognizing when you when you're probably going to be reaching that burnout um, phase. So, you know, a, a couple things that um, I personally like to uh, take a step back from is you know when you're when you're feeling like you're exhausted, your content's not doing great. When you're hitting a situation where you're feeling like the burden of being a content creator is overpowering the joy of being a content creator. Um, you know, that is, uh, essentially this, those situations are where you need to reevaluate your strategy and your plan. Um, and for me, you know, I, 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 I've talked about it, I think, um, uh, before in the past, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, a matter of evaluating your systems, right. And your process. I always go back to the process cause that's what I learned in sports is that, you know, if you can't get something done on the field, it's because you haven't been practicing it enough and your process to get to game day is, is flawed or, or it's failing. So I always go back to the process. And <clears throat> a lot of the things that we notice when it, when burnout is eminent is that, um, you're, you're going to get that overwhelming feeling of anxiety about your content strategy. 
Um, and you're going to feel obligated to your calendar more than you are to quality content. And um, so one of the easiest things to do is to take a step back. You know, the first thing I typically do when I'm feeling like I'm burning out is just let a day go by, right? Like don't post for a day, you know, cut off, cut myself off from Instagram, you know, take a step back. Um, and a lot of people feel like that could be detrimental to your content strategy, right? Yeah. Like, oh, because my- you like, yeah, it's like you, we've, we've beat into them like for so long, like yeah. you gotta, you gotta post daily like, and, and like, oh, what if, you know, the algorithm, but if I, if I don't have that one post today, like the algorithm is going to blow up and put me back to zero. Right. Yeah. And, and which is, which is not true, but I love what you're hitting there about, you know, how to identify it. And like you said, you know, you're feeling drained. I, the, the, some of the things that I think I feel like it is, is like if you're struggling for content, right. If that, if you get to that point, whatever that point is, whether, you know, if you're a side hustler, if it's 7 a.m. in the morning before you're getting ready for work and you're like, oh gosh, I don't have anything, right? I don't have yeah. anything or, or you're, you don't have, you're not excited to put stuff out there like that. Those are good signs of like, hey, you, you probably need to start thinking about what you're doing here. Uh, and then the other one that I, th- I think is a bigger one, John, and I know that, you know, we have both been through it. I know like you had uh, a few of them a while back and where it's like everything was going great. You're on the top of the world. Videos are just slamming. And then all of a sudden you're just in the trash can. Like you're doing the same exact thing you were before and you're getting less reach. You're not getting as many views. You're not getting as many followers. Like what hit on that for a minute. Cause I think like, that's probably one of the leading things is like, because it's, it's easy to stay excited mm-hmm. and it's easy to get pumped up when everything is going right and your followers are coming in and your views are coming in and Instagram is very cyclical. But like, why don't you hit on that for a minute? Cause I think that was, you know, we went through that together. Like we spent a lot of time being like, well, why, you know, trying to dissect it. Yeah. And, and what I find is that if you fall into that pattern of like, oh my goodness, everything's going great. You essentially just become married to the, the calendar and what you're trying to do is just uh, rig the system in order to continue to see that growth, right? So you're looking at your analytics, you're looking at what type of posts are working well, you're looking at what hashtags are working well for it, um, and you're consistently trying to bash out content for that. Now, that's a great content strategy, and that's how you get you know exponential growth. But with that comes the drop-off, and that drop-off comes heartache because essentially – it just gets shut off out of nowhere sometimes and you have no reason why. Um, and what you end up doing is instead of consistently trying to create um, good ideas and working on that design phase of your business and the, and, and the concepts of the future, you're just beating a, the same horse over and over and over with similar types of content. Um, right. And you're not stimulating the important parts of your business growth, which is going to be you know, your future projects, designing and building the strategies for your business. Um, And so once the bottom falls out from all of the good stuff that's happening, you're sitting there with nothing getting done for the future. You're like, oh my goodness, what just happened to my whole business? And you feel like, wow, I'm, I'm failing. And it it can be an even more overwhelming sort of black hole and it sucks you in. So, you know, because you're trying to figure out why. So while things are going well, what, what happened to me was, um, you know, last year, and uh, in, in this, and we've been studying your channel too, so it'll be I'll be interesting to to hear your um, your viewpoint on this. But last year, when my river table started to go viral on YouTube specifically, what we noticed was upticks in literally everything. Right, that one gigantic piece of content was carrying 
all of my YouTube. And we thought like, wow, this is great. Like my channel's on a new stratosphere. You know, like oh, I've yeah. hit a new shelf. I'm picking up 10,000 subscribers a month. Like it doesn't really matter what content I post now because the river tables got my back. Like it's just carrying everything. Um, so what I fell into was a little bit of a rut on the creativity and quality of the content I was producing. I did a couple brand deals that I probably shouldn't have done. Um, and I was building some chauncey crappy projects that weren't my core, right? They weren't like real John Malecki projects, but the numbers were saying because the river table was skyrocketing that whatever I was putting out there was good. It was gold. And, and so from that, I got in this false mindset of like, woo, everything's glorious. And it really wasn't the situation. So as the river table started to tail off, what I realized was that the entire channel started to sag because I wasn't focusing on the quality of the content I was producing. I was My, my mind was in the wrong places. I was like, you know, um, trying to hit viral trends and I was trying to just make another river table, right? And because of that, I wasn't focusing on the core business. I wasn't focusing on, uh, you know, what, it, I recently read a book called Clockwork, uh, and I suggest it in, a, in a, one of our <laughs> uh, episodes down the line. But in that, they talk about what's called the, the QBR, and, and it's essentially the core of your business, right? And a, a, the owner of the business needs to be focusing on um, this role and constantly trying to grow it. And with that comes setting time aside to design quality strategy or quality product, whatever it might be, that feeds that core. And I wasn't doing that. I wasn't creating quality projects. I was just creating whatever to fulfill sponsorship needs. And so once the uh, viral content dropped off, everything started to sag. And I hit like a, it's literally been like five months of a rut where I can't get any of my content to juice up because the uh, body of work has been consistently below what my core is as, you know, trying to stimulate um, more creativity, inspire people to try new techniques, uh, build better quality. Instead of that, I was just building whatever for sponsorship fulfillment, let it, and the numbers were telling me that I was doing great when I really wasn't. Um, right. So, well, you also got caught in that move too, well, right? Yeah, so well, I think that's an important thing to to note is it's not like, you know, watching you from the outside, I know there were some things that you're like, all right, I, you know, I'm putting some stuff out just because I need to put some stuff yeah, out. Yeah, and, yeah. and you had to go for smaller because you can't build a river table every week, right? No, I but mean, that's like a huge, massive project that takes a lot of time. So you need some of the smaller stuff. Well, but what I want to reflect back to is that in the concept of burnout, I was then trying to just put out as much content as I possibly could to catch up on where I was slacking. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. because I wasn't doing proper planning, my mindset, my, excuse me, my focus was in the wrong places. Come December, I hit a massive wall. And I mean, we were pumping out, you know, six videos a month on YouTube, consistent daily Instagram content. Sponsors were coming in and wanting ad space and ad stuff for Instagram specifically because of the holidays. And it was like ridiculous amount of work. Um, and, and I was also moving the shop and that was for me, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I completely let 2018 get out of hand. I had bad strategies. I had bad processes and bad plans. And I re at the end of the year, I took a step back and reevaluated on why I felt burnt out come the first of January. <laughs> and so I didn't have, a, I didn't post anything for the first three weeks of January on YouTube because I was like, no. The systems are broken. The processes are broken. I don't feel good. I'm not happy. That's going to be reflected in my content. I need to take a step back. 
And we did that. And then I built a project. I got the doors done, right? And that for me was fulfilling. But I went about and I went back to the core of what I want my brand to be. You know, quality, entertaining content, you know, showing people that you don't need to be you're the most ridiculously crafted individual in order to build something awesome, and beautiful, um, and then trying to be entertaining. Like I went back to those things. And with that, you know, Sam and I have started to hit a rhythm again. And instead of letting burnout come and completely engulf my business, I was able to reflect before I hit that, you know, rock bottom step. Um, so reflecting back on that entire five minute story that I just went through there, um, you know, the next thing you're going to want to do if you're taking a step back on a weekly basis is take a step back in a broad picture, right? Evaluate where your business is at. And then from there, you need to break it down to where the burnout's occurring. Is it occurring on your Instagram content schedule? Like, are you, <clears throat> um, do you have a bad process when it comes to posting, right? Are you editing every single day in order to post every single day? Or are you editing once a day in order to post for the next three days, you know, like little things like that. Where, where's your process broken? Because when you fix the process, it'll lead into the result being much easier to come to and it'll relieve those feelings of burnout. Um, we hit it on it made for, remember we were, I want to say about eight months ago, we hit a point at made for profit where we were both just like, like this isn't like, what is going on? Like, how are we so busy with this? And we were like two days, full days, recording yeah. and blah 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 and we took a step back right to evaluate the process of what we were doing yeah because i think that's i mean that, that is a huge key to helping to helping alleviate you know and i think that that comes right that does come after after the um the realization right so that's like okay man i am i am like on the verge uh and it's it's just getting too much and i think you know part of that too just to hit back on that is like when you start getting because uh, there's always that cyclical downfall, uh, especially in Instagram. If you if you do have rapid growth, and the the flip side of that is like you're putting all this work in and you're not getting growth. So there's there's two parts of it. One that you just never get the growth, and then the two uh, where you get the you get one or two posts that go off, uh, and then you're up for a week or two, and then you come down, or even a month or two, or or you know six months. Like I mean, it it can it can happen, and. Um, I think burnout happens when you let that cyclical aspect of content creation affect you emotionally. Yes, that's that is exactly what it's tied to is like when you're 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 used to something happening or you're not or something that's not happening. Basically, it's it's false expectations, right? Or it's or it's whatever's happening is not meeting your expectations. Either you're you're like, man, why can I not grow? You know, I've been doing all this stuff or why am I not growing like I used to be? And it's better to have um, it's better to have like basically a, an insight into the growth um, and know that it's going to come down. Right. Instead of thinking like, well, man, this is this is really just I'm on the gravy train and this yeah. is going to never stop. I mean, there should be an expectation. Like if you are growing quickly, you should have an expectation that that will stop at some time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And- and I mean, and, and what you need to realize is that you can't become married to the process of that gravy train, right? Because the gravy train will fall off. If you like, if you get in a situation where you're like, wow, everything I'm posting right now is gold. Like, no, don't let yourself fall into that trap because you're really going to fall off hard. And when that happens is where you're going to be like extremely disappointed in what's happening in the future. And that's really where burnout can, can start to just become like an overwhelming it gets yeah. you. And I, I think that the flip side of that, and um, 
the flip side, I think the flip side is a bit harder too. Uh, I mean, they're both hard in their own right. But the flip side where we've got patrons, you know, it's kind of interesting as we do, uh, we do a lot of reviews for patrons and we've had folks that have been with us for a very long time and Mm -hmm. we appreciate all their support um, and that we'll look at their numbers month to month. And it, one thing that we've seen that's really interesting is, and and we can't see everything, right? We can only see their feed. So we don't know how they're interacting and, and where they're getting shared elsewhere and all those things. But there will be uh, patrons with similar content posting on similar, similar schedules. And, you know, one will take off and the other will just sit there stagnant. And one might pick up, you know, 100 people for the month and the other one might pick up 1,000 people. Or one might pick up 10 people for the month, you know. And, like, we go in there and we're like, man, like, you're doing all the right things, man. You're doing all the right things, but it's just, like, it's not taking off. And... I think that's probably the harder one, right? And I know probably a lot of those folks are going through that. They're like, man, I've tried to grow my account. And and for that one, it's the same type thing, John, that I think John said. You know, it's like at that point, like you got to disconnect yourself from that growth. And it's got to be about what you're passionate about, if it's a side hustle or your business. And if you're trying to grow your account, as long as it's just a documentation of what you're doing and you're finding passion in what you're doing, you know, don't let the fact that it's not taken off like weigh you down mm-hmm. emotionally like that, because that's where that tie can get really strong. It's like, it's like, but dude, you're, you're still doing what you love. Yeah. Like just because stuff is not like, that doesn't make your work any less, any less valuable, you know, like trying to get, that's a tough thing, dude. Social media. And that's a huge, there's a whole other thing about this with, with our youth and everything, but um, just Grat- that feedback. Gratification from engagement. Yes, yeah. Instant gratification. And just the feeling of self-worth that goes along with social media and that that ping, mm-hmm. um, that ping that every time you get a like, you're like, ooh, you know, it, it's like a literal like adrenaline rush or something. Adrenaline, yeah, it's it's like a, a dopamine or whatever it is. Like, I mean, there's like a chemical, physical thing that goes on when you look at getting a like or a comment or or whatever. Or you see you have more followers. Like that physically makes you feel good. Like your body likes that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and when and, you don't get it, then something else happens. Well, that's a dangerous dangerous place to be. So, I mean, like uh, my advice will be, um, try not to get validation from your channel growth. Try and get validation from the people engaging with your content, right? Like if you, are you building meaningful relationships? Are you enjoying what's actually happening in, in your community, in your tribe? Um, because I, I have to go back to that stuff all the time, you know, like I'll post videos that literally I think are the coolest things on the planet that'll absolutely bomb. And I can't sit there and go, well, why did this bomb? Like I'm a failure, blah, blah, blah. Like none of that self-pity kind of stuff works with me. So I always reflect back on, well, your core audience is this, your content didn't fit it. You know, you need to be able to go outside of that. And this is how you pull people in and and then reevaluate the system and the process and then go re-attack it again. Um, So try and keep like a non-emotional feeling to it. Um, but, uh, this is also like, uh, so this is also something that might be a little bit different between me and you, but definitely we know from the broad spectrum of content creators is that burnout is going to occur a lot more on individuals who are chasing growth hacks, right? Who are chasing yes. trends, who are chasing virality. Um, and that's because you're going to get a lot more of the ebbs and flows with it. So like right now, you know, um, for instance, our, 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 uh, Previous guests like Black Forest Wood Company, right? They were riding a massive trend on the on the river table stuff, and their channel has been you know growing dramatically, and they do some excellent work. But I saw probably I want to say right before the beginning of the year, right? They made a slight pivot from just 
thrown epoxy out there, which was crushing it for them to going back to their core, which was quality custom woodwork, right? And they went right. back to showing a lot more of their doors and their guitar bills and their classes. And uh, instead of just, you know, viral, 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 because, you know, you don't want your channel to be based solely on viral content. And that's a great way to prospectively see someone who avoided um, reaching that like black hole <laughs> of growth because they went back and realized that you can't just stay in that growth hacking viral kind of segment. You've got to be able to, to keep your content strategy a little bit wider. Um, Gary V talks about this on one of his, uh, he had a post I had probably a month or so ago where he was like, man, my last five Instagram videos have gotten over a million views. He's like, we're really hitting a rhythm here. We're nailing it. Um, and then he posts another video and it gets like 50,000. And when you have millions of followers like he does, that's not good. Um, and he was like, well, you know, that's the humility of content creation is that the minute you think you know something, you actually don't. And you have to be able to go back to your core. Um, and he talks about that all the time with, you know, empathy and humility, um, great gratitude and all those things that he emphasizes. Uh, so you need to keep those at the forefront of your mindset when you feel like burnout is coming or uh, and, and instead of focusing on the growth of your channel, like I said, focus on meaningful relationships, focus on right. your core, focus on you. Um, and not the platform itself. Cause I could sit here and do the same thing, right, Brad? Like the size of my channels and where they're at now should be growing exponentially compared to what they actually are. But I'm, I go back and I look at the comments on my posts. I look at how engaged my community is with what I'm doing. Uh, the people that follow me and are really learning from it, that's where I emphasize my emotions to, you know, like I would rather have a video get 50,000 views on it and then have three people learn something to make them a better builder instead of getting 3 million views on it and having everyone just go, ooh, ah, nice build kind of thing. Um, so you got to be able to um, balance that emotion that goes along with both of those because you're going to have them and you can't ride the highs and you can't get too low. You got to kind of stay in the middle. I have a phrase that's keep chopping wood. I used to hang it in my locker um, when I played football because – you know, every day is a different, different battle, but you got to just stay in the middle there and just keep chopping wood um, and, and, and keep your keep your mindset focused on the core um, and on what you want your brand to be about, not on the virality kind of concepts going along with it. Yeah, I think. And so getting into some, you know, some some more tips and how how to do that and just ways to help. Uh, and I think that's spot on, John. I, I think there's a couple things, too is that um, is don't don't be afraid if you ever and and I've done it believe me right and so just just to so for clarity right and I know probably people are like yeah like what you know it, it's hard to hear something from people who have large accounts and it's like well you guys haven't had to go go through the struggle well yeah we have I mean we have it it's been you know as it's taken off it does snowball and like some accounts just go, for reasons that you don't understand and some don't. So, mm -hmm. you know, but we have been through that struggle. And even now it's like, okay, you, you'll still feel it. And, and like the other day, oh, dude, I didn't tell you this, John, the other day. So there was like some bots, you know, it, it was like, especially the larger you get, you get more bot accounts that follow you. I had to unfollow. I had negative followers, dude, the other day. I had like negative 53 followers for the day. And that was, that may have been like the first time I've ever been negative, like in the past, like ever since I've been tracking, yeah. I was like, Ooh, and so, but that's, you know, I was like, oh, like that, that was kind of interesting, <laughs> but, um, it was, it kind of brought to light. Like what I'm going at here is like, if you, 
if I let that like, oh man, I got to double down now. And I kind of knew why. And, and actually I was talking with some folks and, and I realized, oh, that's, I, I had not posted the day before that. Mm-hmm. And my initial inclination was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't post. And now I'm losing followers. Like this sucks. <laughs> and you know, it was like, you know, I, like I thought that it was just because I, I didn't post. And, um, but that wasn't the case. I think that if you start having the decision of like, I don't want to post this, um, or I'm, I'm afraid not to post and I'm just going to put something out there. So it kind of goes both ways, either like, I'm afraid not to post. So I'm going to put something out there. I don't believe in, or I think it's kind of junky or, um, you know, I don't want to put this out there because it's got a picture of my dog in it, or it's got, you know, whatever it is. And we, you know, we talk all the time about being on brand. Like if that's entering your mind, then that's starting to get to like what you were saying, John, it's starting to tie in, like you're tying too much emotion to the, to the growth. Now, like if it's something that you think will add value, like you want people to know about you and is in is quote unquote, you know, on brand, um, like, don't be afraid to share that. Like, I think that's a way, like if you're trying to hit that home run every single time you post, that's going to, that's going to get you more, um, open to, to that feeling of burnout and, and let down when they don't work. So if you're just more open with like, I'm just going to post what I want to post, you know, and, and some stuff's going to go great and some stuff's not, uh, you know, to Except me, that, that right? that's one. Yeah. It's like, you got to be able to be like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to post this because I, I feel like, cause I don't want to have the repercussions on the other side, like from a statistical standpoint, mm-hmm. like that's not a good place to be in. Like you post what you post. Like if, if like, that's your humor, that's like, like you said, like the people who are in your tribe are going to, that's going to resonate with them. And if you think it's going to add value to somebody, either through just being funny or just letting the audience know something more about you that they didn't know before, you know, Go for it and don't think like, ah, I yeah, don't want to well, post this because it's a picture. And John and Brad said only videos do good. Like, you know, that that's a hard place to to be in. And that's something that I've, you know, and I've got enough video content where I can keep doing that. But for a long time, I didn't want to post videos because I knew or I didn't want to post pictures because I knew they didn't perform. Yeah, I mean, me too. And, and then and that leads to struggle well, because then it's hard to get video out every day. Let's uh, and I also want to I want to make a point here before we continue on that topic is that. Um, you know, Brad's advice here is specifically for like a content creator or a personal brand, right? If you are a business that has, you know, if you have a, um, a brand identity and you are trying to grow, um, your following in order to convert to sales, um, you know, it's better to not post something on a day. Say if you're just using your Instagram as a portfolio for your work, instead of going and, throwing out a photo of you and your dog in a field having a picnic, you know, that might make you feel good, but stay on brand if you are a brand, right? So if you're, if you're, if the goal of your channel or the goal of your platform is to convert to sales transactions, you know, don't, don't go all willy nilly and, and get some crazy personal content out there to, to take away from your core audience. You know, if you're trying to show a little bit behind the scenes, use a story or something for that. Right. Um, Brad's suggestions more like if you're a content creator and that's what you're about, um, that, those are good opportunities to start fizzling in a little bit more of your personal life because yeah. the basis of your brand is around you as an individual, not as not your work. Um, so just want to be kind of right. clear there. If you're there. a brand, but yeah, that's there. a great like, point. Like Pepsi, should, you know what I mean? If like they're And Pepsi's <laughs> not going to go or like, you know, like. The Rock. It, like he's yeah, a person, like he's, right? So he can post behind the scenes he stuff, can post whatever but you're not going to see Chevy or Ford throwing in some like dude smoking a cigarette on a bench outside because he's had a bad day. You know, like he, that's completely off brand, completely off the topic. And that might right. be their head of or social reposting. media. Yeah. Right. Or, or reposting. I think that if you're in the woodworking community, 
and you are a brand and you're trying to convert, mm -hmm. like putting up that the video of like that that big fat dude with a super sharp knife doing like the knife Olympics. Yes. Like, yeah, you might get a million views on that. But guess what? That has nothing to do with your brand. No. Uh, like that's not a point. Doing viral reshares is not a good filler. Yeah. For for a brand. And then that um, takes away from the core concept of your right. channel. Right, exactly. So, so Brad's advice is more some, towards, like I said, the, just, just we want to just be clear there because this probably sounds conflicting what we said in the past. That's for personal brands or content creators specifically. Like if you're, you know, if you're just about making furniture or custom work or uh, leather work or whatever you do, stick to your core. And if you're feeling burned out, it's better to take a day off. Than, yeah, than and that, I think that is a huge takeaway just in general about how to help. So now you've seen like, okay, yeah, I, I'm getting burned out is it's better not to post than to stress yourself out to try to post and put something out there uh, that is lower quality uh, or just off brand, like you said, or just doesn't, you know, just again, something like a, a, a viral repost just to put something out there. Um, you know, like whatever. I think, you know, John and I have kind of uh, swerved away and gone away from the viral repost. Like if, if you want to share it, you think of our repost is really awesome. Like we're not, you know, that's up to you. Like if you want to do it, that's great. But you got to understand what you're sharing. And if it's just like, dude, I, like people have probably already seen it. If the only reason you're putting it out there is to grow your following, then, you know, again, that's going to be something where you're you're getting yourself opened up to when it doesn't go well. Now, all of a sudden, you've just put this thing out there. It didn't pop off because 85 other people have already posted it, you know, and mm -hmm. maybe it does get you a little bump. Maybe it doesn't. Um but again, like, you know, you're you're not that's not going to make you feel good if it doesn't no. succeed, because the only reason you're putting that up there is to get followers. And Wait. when that doesn't work, you're going to be like, oh, well, what? Why? Why is this not working? So what you got to well, realize, too, is is the core concept of your brand, right? Like if your brand, if you're like Brad and myself, right, um, a lot of our revenue comes from sponsorship deals. I can't go to a sponsor if I have a fluffy account that is just built on the backs of viral content that have nothing to do with my core audience. Um, and say to them, huh, you know, I have, I have 500,000 followers, but they're, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm, you I'm, can go to some brands, I'm doing some brands don't care. Well, they're, some brands are just pay you just for views. <laughs> they're looking for, and ads. they don't care how you get them and they don't care what you're doing, but what you want to, uh, and who the people are focus but, on is those core brands. That's you know, the brands you can build long-term deals. But with. I just want to make sure. Right. Yeah. So you can get, I mean, there is something out there, but it's all going to be, it's going to be fluffy and it's going to be well, I, brands who just want yeah. views. Like they just want a number. I can't and, advocate for that. So I will no, say I personally, just, I would be disappointed. <laughs> in you. No, 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 no. I, I, I do not agree with it either. I just want to make it clear that you can do that. Yeah, you can absolutely do that and uh, and make money. But again, like you're doing like that is such a, a razor's edge because you're living on the edge of other mm -hmm. people's content. And like like you said, it's, it's just a house of cards. There's nothing there. There's like you're you're just a conduit yep. at that point. Yeah, like you're not providing anything. So if all that other content went away then what what do you have? You don't have anything. Yeah. You have people who are expecting you to give them things from other people. So and you're not adding any value to the equation. So that's like a that's a perfect segue into our and I know I know our into this tip, which is um the concept of reposting, right? So when you're reaching burnout, reposts become very, very promising. Yeah. You're looking at it and you're like, whoo, I could just repost something. Um and we're not completely against it. But if you want to build like a true, real quality core brand, you know, you're not going to go ahead and saturate your content with other people's stuff. You're going to stay true to who you are and your identity. 
reposting is something you can still use to your advantage, right? Um, so going back and curating your content and then reposting that, we've talked about it before on the show. Um, we think it's a great way to give exposure to content in the past that say may have underperformed or performed really well um, to your new audience, right? And, and Instagram's always feeding content um, in different in different ways. Uh, the algorithm's constantly changing. And um, you know, as we were writing up our actually tips for our $20 patrons this month, you know, we touch a little bit on the algorithm and how it's working right now. Um, and as I was reading, you know, uh, your audience is um, going to get fed your content regardless. Um, and it's just a matter of how far they're scrolling into their own feed. So reposting your own stuff can be valuable because if it shows up at the top of their feed and it didn't before, they may see it that they didn't see in the past kind of thing. So you're going to want to use that strategy to your advantage. Like that's something both of us do is, you know, if we uh, if we're if we don't have any quality stuff going on or we're traveling and it's a Thursday and it's throwback Thursday kind of thing. Um, I'll throw out an old piece of content that I did a couple months back, um, you know, and, and when you're picking up followers, uh, you can potentially show your new followers, some of your old content and vice versa, bring more people to your channel. So that's a good tip and strategy is, you know, resharing your your your, your own stuff. Your own but stuff. I don't think that it's have to. I mean, I think that's a great strategy in general. Yes, because like you said, and I, and I don't have the exact stats, but I remember at one point it was like any post, you know, less than 25% of your actual audience is going to see any individual post. Uh, and, and that's like you mentioned, it's, it's not about people always say, Oh, it's the algorithm. Is it? Well, that kind of true, but it's, it's the fact that some people might not check their, like for out of your following, you don't know, like some people are checking it, you know, tens of times a day, mm -hmm. you know, 20, 30 times a day. Other people check it once a day. Other people check it a couple times a week, like out of that following. Uh, so if you're posting two times a day and somebody's uh, somebody's following 500 people who are also posting multiple times a week and they're only checking their account every other day, the odds that they're going to see any of your photos are very low, right? Because you, like you said, like if you keep scrolling, you will see all of your content, but it's just that fact that like, okay, they might have now... 1200 pictures since the last time they logged in and it depends upon where yep. yours get served, you know, and now what starts getting into that is like how much they interact with you. If you guys interact more, yours will come towards the top. So that that's kind of the interesting thing. But yeah, it's so if your content is good, even if you do have stuff like, you know, I, I do that all the time. Like if if it's Thursday, unless I have like a video that I'm really working on, that's like, you know, going out there, I will repost different stuff. Um, because I know that other people haven't seen it. And again, so it's, it's dual benefit. Like I don't necessarily be like, oh, I don't have anything to post. But at the same time, I know if I, when I do use that, it gives me breathing room. So maybe I was scheduled out for the next three days. Well, now I'm scheduled out for the next four days kind of thing. Right. So, uh, you can use it, you know, proactively as well. Like I would, I pretty much every Thursday I use it for a throwback Thursday because it takes the pressure off. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, and you touched on a good another good tip there, which is the concept of planning, right? So what, what that's the core of all of it. Yeah. Too. What what both getting of ahead us, of it, you have to plan. What both of us have found is that when we're feeling like overwhelmed with with uh, content production, um, it typically goes back to that or planning, right? And getting ahead of it is is huge. Um, so I've actually taken steps to to get better at this. Um, and I know you're doing the same. And and we talked about it on an after show recently. Um, but usually a scheduler, 
um, especially with Instagram now allowing uh, business accounts that are validated business accounts on Instagram to directly post from schedulers, um, which the API wasn't allowing for, I would say, the past 18 months, um, it really does ease up your, it gives you that peace of mind and, and, and allows for um, at least to get posts out there, uh, making it a lot easier. So if you're someone who's finding the daily struggle of content creation to be a burden, you know, think about going back to one of our episodes where we talk about scheduling and blocking out an hour of your week early in the week in order to create posts for the rest of the week. Um, and there, using a scheduler like Later or Hootsuite or something to give yourself an opportunity to get content out there um, and get ahead of it before, you know, you're out in the shop and you're running around and you're picking your kids up from school and you're going on, you know, the 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 Rodriguez Run Club, uh, what, what is it, Tuesdays and Thursdays running group? Tuesdays like, and Thursdays. So, like, baby. before you're doing things that life catches up to you, give yourself an opportunity to go and win. And at least it'll give you that peace of mind to know you took care of it beforehand. Um, and that's something that's worked huge for both of us. I use it a lot on my blog posts. Um, when I have a blog that's coming out that doesn't have a video attached to it, I'm, I'm pretty much always scheduling content uh, posts to supplement that. Um, and it's typically on Facebook and in my email list. Uh, and, and that helps me a ton instead of like, oh, my goodness, I forgot to do this. Oh, my goodness, I forgot to do that. I got to go and get up and I got to go make up. No, if you just take the 45 minutes to an hour after you write that piece of content or dozen pieces of content or whatever it is, go ahead and schedule those out. Man, does it feel good? Like, right. You just and you know, don't like, have oh, to. It's, it's done. You, it's great. And so um, we'll have a link to it because we really like it. Um and I don't even know if they have like they're not an affiliate of ours. We should get them as an affiliate, though, because we, we talk about them all the time mm -hmm. uh, is later. And uh, you can get free for up to 30 posts. You have to be a business. You do have to be a business account, I believe, for them. Uh, if you do a personal, I think it, you might be able to set it up for, as like a reminder, but it won't automatically post for you uh, where it'll just say like, hey, it's time to post. But you can get 30 free posts a month. So like it's a free thing. You can go out there and set it up so it will remind you. And, and I, I like that idea of using it as a planning tool, John, as John as well. But the flip side of that is you don't have to do that either. The other side of planning out your post uh, would just be like, okay, I know I'm working on a dining table this week. Um, and I've, you know, you should be planning your schedule for work to keep on track. And when you're, when you're using that planning schedule for work, just add in there. Like, because I think that's where most people hit that stage. Like the, the mm -hmm. biggest thing that we hear from people is like, I don't, I don't know what to post or I don't take the time to post. So again, go back to some of our, where we really go into depth on some of our old Instagram, uh, especially like the very beginning Instagram series is still valid today. Uh, but, you know, looking at it and trying to figure out how much content can I get out of this? That's going to help alleviate that too. So like think about the processes that you're going to be doing and think about what kind of video or pictures you can get from it. So joinery, milling, like all those things are, are interesting and if you plan ahead about like, OK, I want to make sure I get a good picture um, of or a video of this coming through the planer because it's it's reclaimed barn wood and like that transformation when you take off that cut and you have the fresh wood like, man, I love that. I'm going to get video of that. Uh, if, if you're doing a glue up, I, I want to have a picture of a close up of the glue up, like just think about those things and plan it out and just have it written down somewhere. So if you're not necessarily even going to be doing that, like write that down and grab as much content as you can so that then you have it, you know, as a side hustler, you're not in the shop every night, more than likely. You got stuff, you know, you got a family, you got kids. Mm -hmm. If you have that, like you you got 
running club. You've got, you know, we got, man, our, our seasons are coming up right now. My kids are just starting soccer, flag football. I've got one in ballet. So I've got all Cub Scouts. Like we got Girl Scouts. We have so many things. And so if I was trying to keep up with that at night, I'd be, yeah, I'd be, I'd be super toast. Cause I didn't have that back when I was in the side hustle. The kids were still pretty young and weren't, um, weren't doing a lot of those things or as much at least. So make sure you're planning later is a great tool, but at a minimum, just have a little thing that's like Monday through or Sunday through Saturday of like what you want to post every day and align that with what you're planning to do in the shop. Yeah. And, and so that's going to go into like the whole business concepts we talk about, about having a plan. Like, man, does it take a lot of weight off of your shoulders if you have a little bit of a plan going into the week? And even if it's taking five to 15 minutes on a Monday while you're having your coffee before work, you know, hey, this is what I want to do this week. Boom, boom, boom. Write it down. That way you can execute right. on it. It's, it eases your mind. And I think what a lot of a, a lot of what happens as a content creator is that everyone gets caught up in the data and, and the money and uh, a lot of the outside external influences of it. When happiness needs to be a focus, like it, a lot of us will put that aside, me especially, like I will literally go into a vat of misery in order to get something done. But that's not necessarily the right response. So I, I the vat of misery. Yes. I think that should, I think we need a shirt, the shirt, the vat of misery. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I think that could be like an animated, you know, logoed shirt. I'm all about embracing something. the suck. So like, that's like something that for me, I, I understand as a part of life. So like when it comes to getting work done, like I will literally dive into the deepest parts of my soul, even if I absolutely hate it to get something done. And it's like the worst reflection on everyone around me in my life. They're like, you're super stressed right now. I hate your guts. I'm like, well, I'm trying to get stuff done. Like, why can't you respect my hustle, man? (laughs) So like that. Respect, (laughs) Respect the hustle, bro. Yeah. So what happens is a lot of us do that. But what you do is you set aside your happiness as a, a business owner, content creator, whatever you're doing, and it, it's essentially taking away from the reasons you got started doing this. So putting that happiness back in the forefront, like setting time aside for your family and your kids and your hobbies, if you have any, or your personal life, like setting time aside all goes back to that planning phase. And if you get ahead of it, it it takes so much of that overbearing stress and feeling of not getting anything done away and like lets that happiness kind of shine through. Um, And that might sound sound kind of fluffy and philosophical, but it's like totally true that if you you put yourself in situations to be miserable, you're going to be miserable. You're going to be miserable. Fix the process. (laughs) And I think, so there's another one I I did want to hit actually, as we start getting to the end of the show here, I, I I wanted to hit on because this is something I've just recently done and uh, it, it's more about the time management on platform. So if, if you guys don't know, you can go in and they've had this now for maybe, I don't know, three or four months at least. And if you swipe to the left, um, there's the your activity. So this is like, I mean, Instagram and Facebook, you know, as as big and conglomerate and and, and soul sucking as they are, um, they do try to do some great things. So I, I think they are pretty forward thinking on mental health and personal health um, of their users. And so what they introduced was this, your activity. So if you mm-hmm. go to the left, um, there's a, your activity and that should be on personal as well as, as business. And what it is, is it tracks how long you're on the app. And like, that's really powerful information, I think. Uh, and so it gives you a graph of like the last day. So I'm looking at mine, it gives you a daily average and it shows you per day, how many minutes and hours you've spent on, on platform. 
the one thing that I've been using for a while now, and it's just a great reminder, is uh, they, they put a little thing that says set a daily reminder. And you can set a daily reminder um, and say like, hey, how, how long until you give me a notification that says, hey, you've been on for 30 minutes, you've been on for an hour, you've been on for two, you know, whatever it is, whatever you set your reminder to, you can do it. So I set my reminder at an hour. Um, I went back, this is about a month or two ago. I went back and I looked, John, you, what, what's your guess at how long I was, how many minutes and hours a day I was spending on Dude, you're on there Instagram. for no less than two. That's my guess. Two and a half. My goodness. Two and a half. And I think like, I, I mean, I think, and I, I was talking with Susan, my wife about it, and we were, I, I think there's an interesting thing. So as a full-time content creator, so this is a little bit different, but I'm sure a lot of you guys will relate. Uh, as a full-time content creator, I think, oh, this is, it's my job. Mm-hmm. Like this is, I'm spending time on the business. And I, and I am, but what I realized I was doing, and we've talked about this as well, is like, you've got to, you've got to interact in the first hour. Like that's the most important time. Right. So what I found myself doing is that I would, I would put my post together. I would do a post and then, um, I would go in immediately. Uh, you know, like I do it after about five minutes, I'd go in, answer some comments. And then what I got in the habit of doing is just the refresh, refresh, like trying to hit comments and reply to them, like basically as they came in. Right. Which is ridiculous. No bueno. Um, yeah, exactly. And then I do, I would basically do that for the first hour. So it was almost like I would launch and then basically spend, you know, probably 45 minutes in, in app time, um, in there. And, and that would constitute, and I don't know, like if you went in and you're in for 15 seconds, I'm assuming they count that as a minute kind of round up every time you're in there. Eh, um, I think you're just looking for, now I bet you they no, keep no, it no, pretty no. tight. I don't know. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to downplay how much time I'm just saying like, I, it, it was in spurts. So it was like, it was not like me sitting there, like chilling and scrolling for two and a half hours mm-hmm. is a lot of spurts and a lot of touches. And in that, man, I think that could be a huge contributor too of, of weighing in on burnout because I started and I was like, man, this is crazy. Um, I'm spending way too much time. And it's not that I was getting burned out on social media. It's that I was feeling stressed because I wasn't getting the other stuff done that I needed to because of the time I was spending on social mm-hmm. media. Right. And I think that is a huge thing for a lot of people. So what I decided to do, I was like, okay, this is, this is crazy. Um, is now what I do is I post and instead of doing like the feed, 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 I post, I'll wait like about 15 minutes. And so then it's like allowed, you know, five or 10 or 15 or how, you know, however juicy the post is comments to come in, I'll come in, respond to all those. And then just like not touch it again for like an hour or so come back. And so like really kind of batch out the comments versus trying to go in and ping and hit them as they came in. And I don't know if that's just me or not, but man, I really struggled with that. And that has helped a ton. I've got that way down now. Um, you know, so now I'm closer and my Sundays are skewed because I do my lives. Um, but now my, my daily averages is, uh, an hour and 21 as of right this second. And, um, whenever that reminder comes up for an hour, I try to be like, okay, I'm done. Well, and I try to spend less than an hour. Well, while you're on, on it, why don't day. you tell people how you can see that? Yeah. So it's just uh, if you're in your main, I think if you go into the app and you touch on your icon in the bottom right, mm-hmm. that should be both Android and, and iPhone. If you swipe to the left on Android, I don't know if that works on iPhone as well. And then um, there should be a list of things like 
Mine says insights, my activity, name tag saved, close friends, and at the very bottom is settings. Is that the same way on on Apple? Yes, mine doesn't have my activity on Apple though. Oh, so. that's interesting. Hmm. So that it didn't come up for a while, and I am a biz, but I'm I'm almost 100 percent certain this is that they have it for personal as well. So for Android, it's right there, right under insights. It's your activity. Um, if you're not a business account, you won't have insights. So I'm assuming it should be the first thing. Um, and then once you click in there, then you can see it. Um, yeah, so th- so that'll be interesting. I, I don't know where, but if if you go, uh, I, I'm assuming you can probably just go in there and search, you know, just Google Instagram, your activity, iPhone, and figure out how to get into it. Uh, but I know that that's something that they've put out and that uh, it's, it's really helped me a lot, man. I'll, I'll be honest. I was spending way too much time. And again, it wasn't that I was getting burnout on social media is that I was getting behind in my other stuff. And for me, it was business. But I know for a fact, because I've heard and talked and seen it, um, and, and I mean, it flows over to mine as well, is that, you know, that that can affect your personal relationships, obviously, too, right? If you're spending, if you look in there and yours says, you know, three and a half hours, uh, if you're in a, you know, if you're married, if you have kids, <laughs> I can tell you that you're you're probably robbing some of that time from your family or your job. So if that three and a half hours comes from your job, <laughs> so you're, you're probably not uh, giving your employer what they deserve. Uh, so I think that's a great way that your activity and just being able to manage how much time on platform, because that is a huge driver, not just, a, I mean, of burnout, but also of just negative consequences across, you know, your life, whether it's business or personal. Mm-hmm. And, and my account's probably just stupid because I, I feel like I don't have all kinds of features sometimes like you, you've always got some stuff going on. That's awesome. Um, but I, I think that's a great tip. I was actually using a third party app earlier to track my activity on the account. And it's funny cause I, I, I use the account on average for 28 minutes a day. Um, and <laughs> you being at two and a half hours is absolutely ludicrous, oh, but absolutely I, think it, ludicrous. I think it does like, as we wrap up the episode, I think it does, um, pay in, in, in weight and volume to the size of your account and how much you've grown too. you know, like you do put the time and effort. Like, I think you literally know, like the name of your top 500 followers, children, like that's how much time and effort, but <laughs> well, I also and I, that's know a good you, point, you do though. a live well, once a week for an hour. So that might go I do. into it's, it. It does. Um, that does. So like my Sundays are much higher, but I think that does. And that like, so I like the flip side of that is, is you're right, John, it's a holdover. Like that is how I built my account. Mm-hmm. I built my account by being on platform, by answering all my D and so a lot of that's DMs too. Right. So I'll, I, I DM, you know, I, I probably get, gosh, I get way too many DMs and I answer every single one of them. Uh, like, again, we've had this conversation, but I answer the vast, vast majority of them. And, uh, so that is how I built my account. And honestly, you're completely right. Like as my account has grown, I've got over 450,000 followers. Like I can't, like I could spend my entire day on platform engaging with my audience. And so for me, it's trying to find that balance. Um, and, and I didn't do a good job of finding that balance as my account grew until the point where I was spending two and a half hours on Instagram. Like, and it was all, I would say two hours and 15 minutes of it was literally engaged. It was, this was not me surfing through watching cool stuff. This was me engaging with the audience through DMs, either on their picture, you know, on their feed in DMs and stories, like all those things. So I think that's a great point, though, is that like you you have to see it coming because I, I it got the best of me, dude. I'll be honest, it did, and I'm still working on on scaling that down. But it's because 
that's what won for me, right? Yeah. Like, what? But, I'm winning. And so I, I feel like I can't go away from it. So, yes, exactly. So, I mean, the piece of advice there is that just knowing what you're doing going into it gives you a better opportunity to be distracted. So say like you're like Brad, right? And you spend two and a half hours a day on Instagram. Knowing that going in, you can set a cap on it, which we think is important. So that plan is going to be our last tip for avoiding burnout is just to have some sort of a content plan and like force yourself to follow it. That is the, the most important part, right? It's you can have all these dreams and concepts in your head, but if you don't actually execute, nothing's ever going to get done. So put the emphasis on the execution. If you're going to make, you know, an, an effort to avoid burnout, like make the effort, execute, uh, put yourself in a position to win and, and you can really avoid um, that overwhelming and overbearing feeling of awfulness that comes with burnout. Yeah. Um, We've both done it, and that's why we can tell you this, is that you know we've both gotten to like tipping points and made sure that we didn't go in the wrong direction. Um, and, and, and you know, hopefully this episode helps you guys do the same because we know a lot of you are feeling this right now. Yeah, and, and just to put a bow on it, I mean, I think we, we didn't hit this part, uh, but when if you're in there, like if you're in the doldrums, like, and we talked about taking a day off, like if you need to take, like you need to take the time off when you're in there and like you're really the weight is on you, just take a step back. And whether that's a day or a week or a month, like do whatever you need to do to get back mentally aligned, go through, get a plan before you come back on, before you re-engage. Like, you know, don't just get the easy hit and the Band-Aid. Fix the process like John was talking about, and you know, the plan. Fix that so that you can be successful because we see so many people that are just like, I'm done. And I've seen it so many times. Like, I'm done. And then they'll come back and then they'll go off. Like you see some people who who just falter in and out. And it's because they never really solved. The, they just kind of got that. They let that pressure go away for not posting for a week. Then they came back and did the exact same thing they did before. Mm-hmm. And if you do the exact same thing, you're going to get the exact same results. So and that's the that's, definition of insanity. Yes. And so I, I think that uh, that is, is an important takeaway, too, is is don't be afraid. You know, step away, like really think about what it is. Uh, if you're a content creator, obviously, like that's your business. Uh, and I know very few of us out there are full-time content creators. So for most of you, it's the side hustle. It's not going to kill you. If you don't post for a week, it's not going to kill you. Um, yes, it will slow you down, but guess what? It's not that big of a deal. All right. So, um, you know, put it in its place in the, in the grand scheme of things and the value that it should have right in your life versus those things that are really important, uh, which are your personal well-being, your family, your friends, you know, all those things and like your actual business, whether that's your day job or like selling furniture, you can still sell furniture without Instagram, without posting daily, you know, all those things. So uh, I think this is a really cool episode because, um, you know, it's it's a real struggle out there, man. And we wanted to really give some credence to it and and shine the light on it a bit. So we'd love to hear your feedback as well. Um, You can keep that conversation going. We have the Made for Profit MFP tribe over on Facebook. You can hit it up. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash made for profit tribe to join the conversation over there. We have some awesome tribe members and I think we're, I don't know if we hit a thousand over there. I think we've got like a thousand people in the group and um, we, I don't know. It's hard to keep up. I mean, it we is got, hard we got, to keep a, up. we got a killer community over there that oh, I'm yeah. learning stuff every day. Yeah, they, it is really great. So go check that out. Yeah, and if you guys want to see more um, about Later or Hootsuite or any of the things we talked about in this episode, you can head on over to the show notes at madeforprofit.com forward slash episode 85.
Absolutely. All right. Well, right now we are going to head over to the Patreon after show and uh, talk about a little bit about WorkbenchCon. So if you guys are going to WorkbenchCon, any of you out there listening, we are super excited to look uh, to, to we're looking forward to seeing you and look at the Made for Profit Instagram for any meetups that we will be doing. All right, man, let's go knock out this after show, John. Let's do it.